Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. You got your Bibles with me today. If you brought them, open up your Bible apps. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hey, hey, to those in the cafe as well, cafe service, what's up? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to get into some new stuff here today. I'll tell you what it is later, unless you figure it out on the way. I would encourage everybody to keep praying working. Good things are happening. And uh, one of the best things you can do for your own life is to pray for those who minister to you. Paul sought that in Ephesians 6. He, he told them, among praying for other things, he said, and pray for me that utterance would be given, that I may boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. And I tell you, when individuals are praying for those who are speaking into their lives and ministering, you know, God will respond and give you the things that are necessary. Yeah. There's many ways that God will speak to us and minister and get things to us, but definitely the pastoral ministry and teaching ministry and so forth is one of those ways. And so we want to remember that and, uh, and let God light this thing up. Hmm? I'm telling you, it's, it's not all dependent on just one person. It is the, the, the heart's of individuals reaching out toward God to reveal and show and speak to us. Amen? All right, everybody ready for this? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the word, the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ, or in him. Now, God has given to us... And when I say us, in this context, I'm talking to anyone who has been made a new creation in Christ. He has given us a ministry. All right? You have a ministry. Do you know that's true? Someone said, I'm not called to the ministry. If you're a new creation in Christ, you have been given a ministry by God. It's not up to you. It's just... He made the call. 
whether you picked up the phone or not, that might be another question. But he most certainly made the call. And every one of us have been called to a ministry. Yeah. Now, it would be quite a tragedy if we went through our lives and we didn't know that God called us to do a particular thing for Him on Christ's behalf. If we went through life and we didn't even know that. And uh, it, would, it would also be tragic if we went through life and we, we felt like, yeah, I know God wants to use everybody. He wants to use me. But I don't know what He wants to use me for. And we went through life not knowing what in particular God had in mind for us. That would be tragic. But this scripture gives us a real clear insight as to at least one thing that God wants you to do. One thing that He wants me to do. And this word is used in multiple times, multiple times in this, these several verses in different forms of verbs and nouns. And it is the word reconciliation. Did you know that's your ministry? God has called you and me, before I'm even a pastor, just because I'm a new creation in Christ, He has called me to a ministry called reconciliation. Yeah. Now, if you put that on your business card... Minister of Reconciliation. People might give you tilted heads all day long. They don't know what that means. And unfortunately, unfortunately, many Christians don't know what that means. Many people live their Christian life. I don't mean they couldn't figure out some things out, but when you just throw it out there, the Ministry of Reconciliation, that's what God's called you to do, do, right? People might look at you strange because they don't even know what that is. But we should know. We should be familiar with this language it's biblical language, and it is the will of God. He has, the Lord has given to us this ministry. So if I'm going to live for God, if I'm a new creation in Christ, I've been called to this ministry of reconciliation. Now, in essence, what is it? It's when a person goes from uh, being at technically in, in, at enmity toward God to being a friend of God. Okay, if someone is, uh, if two people, two individuals are reconciled, they were apart, they were enemies, but now they are friends. Okay, that, that, that relationship has been reconciled. That's in short, that sums up what all of us are called to do after we get saved. To help other people come into friendship where it's a a, a, a good relationship with God and no longer be enemies with God. All right, I, I know sometimes the word enemy can sound kind of harsh, uh, but it is used in Scripture. Actually, Romans chapter 5 and verse 10 reads this way. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. So the Scriptures refer to believers that in their previous state, they were enemies of God. I don't know if you ever called yourself that, referred to yourself as, I'm an enemy of God, but I'm thinking about changing. But from a spiritual condition standpoint, and from God's perspective, all of us, pre-new creation, were an enemy of God. Our nature was contrary to His righteousness. And thank God it got fixed through something amazing called the new birth. 
and we were born again and put into friendship with God, we were reconciled. We were brought back together. But now, let's be aware of where we stand. We're no longer at odds with God. I'm talking about anyone who's been saved. You're no longer at odds with God. You're in the family. You are on the same team. He is for you and not against you. Yeah, His answer to all the promises towards you are in Him, yes and amen. We're not at odds with God. We're not opposed to Him. He's not opposed to us. Amen. We're not fighting against Him. He's not fighting against us. We are together. We're on the same team. Hallelujah. And so I think it would do us well to avoid any kind of thinking that, that we are, in essence, trying to get God to do stuff for us. Or say, maybe say it this way, that we in our prayers are trying to convince God to do things for us that He doesn't really want to do. See, see that has the mentality that we are at odds with each other again. That we are enemies and not friends. But that's not the case. When you gave your life to the Lord, you were born again, you came into agreement with God. You're on the same team. You, have, you think the same. I know our minds are being renewed, so sometimes we have funky thoughts that need to be adapted and changed to fit His. But, you know, our position is this. We're on the same side. We're in the same family. We're on the same team. He's for us and not against us. He's fighting for us. He, he's working with us. Everybody get this? We're friends. You have good friends and good places and, you know, you, know, you know, people with power and people with influence. You know God. We're tight. I mean, things are looking up, aren't they? I know some good people. I know God. Amen. And so we're doing life together with him now. But as his ambassadors, we're on the same team. As his ambassadors, what are we doing? God is working through us. And literally, it's like God is imploring people through us to tell those who are still on the other side, those who are still enemies of God, they have enmity toward God, he's telling them, be reconciled to God. He's telling them that through us. You know, this is one of the main reasons we're here. Paul said to depart and be with Christ is far better. Have you ever thought about what's the purpose of living a long life? I mean, when you get any kind of revelation of heaven whatsoever, why in the world would you want to be here? I mean, serious, even the best of, of how, how things on earth, and you're going to be in heaven, why, why are we believing God to live a long time? I mean, shouldn't it be, <laughs> Lord, cut it short. Now that I'm saved, I'm going into your glory. Can we just wrap this thing up? I mean, that makes some sense. <laughs> Hope I'm not feeding into anyone's tendencies of, you know, it's been pretty bad. No, get the victory. Because here's the deal. Here's why I can see why I need to stay. It is this. It is for influence. On my family, my friends, my community, my world, God is imploring people through me. 
And so the reason for our remaining here on planet earth as long as possible is so as many people as possible can be brought into friendship with God. The moment we leave, we lose that influence. So stick it out. Huh? Let's stay. But let's recognize we have a ministry. God has called us to do something. And He's calling out to people through us. Be restored. Be reconciled to God. Amen. An individual might say, well, I, I, may, not be a, I may not be a believer. I might be not, may not be a Christ follower. But I'm certainly not God's enemy. Uh, well, according to God, you are. See, see, whenever we read language and we think, I don't know about that, adapt. Say, say, Lord, I may not see this, but you're right. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to keep you right in my life. Yeah? And see, see, he'll help us to see things when we do it that way. Do you, do you think there are some individuals today that are behaving in a certain way and they believe that they are doing service to God, but they're actually fighting against God? Could that be the case? Could, could an individual think, I'm right with, I'm tight with the Lord. We are walking together, and yet they're really fighting against Him? Jesus said this would be the case. He told His disciples. He, he, he said the time is coming that whoever kills you will think they're offering God service. I mean, amazing. They think, I'm doing this for you, Lord. And they're cutting heads off and, and, and killing people. So deception really does come to that magnitude where people are doing things that way. And, and so, again, I want to I understand, what's my ministry? What has God called me to do? Uh, what, what is my message? What is our message? Is our message that, uh, that God accepts you the way you are? Or is our message be reconciled to God? So how many know there's a big difference in those two words? And, and sometimes in the world today, people want you to say, everybody's fine, everybody's good, everybody's okay, just like they are. Just don't rock the boat. No, our boat is in serious trouble. The reason we come to God is not so He will say, your way is the right way. You've got it all going on. I need to kind of adapt to you. But rather just the opposite. There is God's right way of doing things. There is His righteousness. And then there is often our way of thinking, our way of living, our way of conducting our lives and treating each other. And the reason we come to Him is not so He he can say to us, everything's great with you. No, it is to this end that we are changed. That old things pass away and all things become new. Everybody with me today? Okay. I'm saying these things for a reason. If it gets you to think, that's my, that's my job. I want, you to, I want you to consider this. We do not come to the Lord in order for us to stay the same. That's not going to be our mentality around here. Well, everyone just needs to love the way I am and the way I do things. That's not what being a Christian is about. It's about, Lord, I need help. Lord, show me your power and your mind, your love. Show me your ways. Teach me so I can think like you and be like you. I want to have that heart always. Instead of, "Mm, this is the who I am. This is the way I am. Accept me. Amen. 
<laughs> now, how, how many know we do want to love everybody no matter what's going on in their life? And the Lord does. And he loves people no matter where they are or what's happening or what their lifestyle is. We love everybody. But our end result, our goal is to let him impart his righteousness to us. And so God is imploring people for a reason. Because something needs to change. If that's not the case, how many know Jesus died in vain? If it's not the case that there's anything wrong on our side of this equation then Jesus suffered and died for no reason. And all that we say, all that we pray, when we preach, when we love, when we serve, when we give, we do all these things, it's useless because everything's fine. And no one needs to change anything. And no one needs to be different in any way. Amen. Now, turn with me, if you would, to First Peter. The first book of Peter. It's on the very right side of your Bible. Not all the way to the end, but pretty close. 1 Peter chapter 3. And I'm going to start revealing what this series is about. 1 Peter chapter 3. Notice with me over here in verse 15. 15. It reads, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always, everybody say always. Be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Always be what? Always be ready. Always be ready. Listen to this verse from the Amplified Bible. Maybe you have it. It reads, But in your hearts set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope that is in you. But do it courteously and respectfully. Do you know that God is logical? Do you know that? That, that was silence. <laughs> as silent as you could possibly get. Is this a funeral? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know that logic is not in opposition to God, but rather He created it? Yeah. But He said here, Peter writes, that we should be ready to give a defense. Or some translations would say, an answer, ready to, to do what? To give an answer to people who ask us questions. Are you ready? Are you ready with an answer? That's, that, that's, that's where I'm going. That's the, that's the title of my new series. It's called Ready with an Answer. All right? And I believe this, that the Lord wants to equip us and prepare us with wisdom with understanding, with a basis to, to be able to answer questions. Okay? Uh, too many times believers, they live their lives, they don't even know what reconcile means. <laughs> Pretty important spiritual word. They don't know the ministry they're called to. They don't know that God is working through them. And He's compelling people through them to come to Him. To be reconciled to God. 
And often we're presented with questions. People want to know, what about this? What do you guys say about that? Why do you do this all the and and, and and too often we don't have solid, logical answers for questions, and we ought to, and we need to. It's important. We are to have faith with a reason. How many know we're, we're accused sometimes for blindly following some wild reality, the reality that has no basis in fact? Well, you guys are not smart. And, and I tell you, there's a lot of smart people in this church. I can tell you that. It's a lot smarter than me that serve the Lord. But it's, it's you, you know, you're just not, you just don't think a whole lot. And because you're weak and you don't think, you have to have this crutch. And, uh, and so you rely on this, but it's not real. <laughs> How many accept that for your own life? No. But we need to be respectful in our reply to that idiocy. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean that. I mean that in reality. It, 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 that's not an intelligent answer. But we need to respect people. And, and we, need to, we need to be able to give people good answers uh, that are both right, that are logical, that are well-reasoned. And say, okay, but here is the reason. This is why I serve him. And I, listen, there are questions, and we should be able to answer the why questions. But people want to know, what's the deal with you? Why do you go to church so much? If I, and I bet you some people in here have gotten that question. Well, you're going again? <laughs> How much do you need? Well, you should have a good answer for that. What? Are you telling? You're forking over 10% of your income to that place? Huh? People ask. I think that's a good question. Honestly. What are they brainwashing you? What's going on? Why do you do this? We should have an answer. We should know why. It should be well grounded and well understood by us. So we can communicate the ways of God. Because God is working in us to implore them them to come into this relationship. And I think we need a, we need a both. We need a, we need a, a balance. We need to know the Word of God, and be grounded in it. Not everything you read on a meme on social media is true. People quoting everybody all day long, and some of it's just bizarre. Say like, that's what you live by. <laughs> but what what say you? Do you have a good answer and what's its foundation? I don't want to just bash something else for no reason. What, what is our grounding? And so we need the Word. And we need the Spirit, of course. I, I think there's a two-leg deal to this again. You're standing on one leg, and many Christians have, have approached it this way. And it might be they, all they do is study the Bible or theology, and, and, and so they, they have some answers from that regard, but they lack the spiritual side. And I think we need both. We need the Word and we need the Spirit. I need to have answers and, ha- and be able to speak intelligently about this. And then also be so full of the grace and power of God that I can show a dem- have a demonstration of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I ended the last service with this because the Lord brought this back to my memory. Uh, but a friend who was here just recently, uh, Pastor Dave uh, from Arizona, he was... 
uh, years ago, he used to be a painter. You know, the Bible does say repaint and thin no more, right? Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, he used to be a painter, and he would, he would paint on these large construction um, projects, large buildings, and he would run these crews. And, and, uh, and, of course, he was a believer and had a great relationship with God. And so he would endeavor to communicate and, and share with individuals at, at different times uh, that he'd work with and share the Lord with them. And, and one of these individuals was a part of a religious cult in our country. And so he would talk to him, and he was very knowledgeable. He, he had had it together as far as the majority of what I want to speak to you about in this series. He had a lot of good answers. But you've probably approached individuals. You gave them good answers, and they just didn't get it. It's hard, sometimes hard to describe uh, what a tree looks like to a blind person. Uh, and so he gave them good answers, but and the guy wasn't, wasn't bending. And this happened over a lo- many you know, weeks, months. Uh, uh, the guy wasn't responding, and, and one time he said they were they were both in this one area in a building where it was just the two of them, and they were working there. And, and he said, he said to the, the other guy, he said, "How about we just do this? Uh, instead of talking, how about I pray for you, and you pray for me, and we'll see what my God does, and we'll see what your God does." I like this story already, huh? Because <laughs> if you know the Lord, you know, I think we're going to win this one. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the guy agreed. And, and uh, Dave said, uh, uh, he said, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> and, he, and he said, in the, in the Bible, um, he said they, they would lay hands on people. And this other guy claimed to believe the Bible too, so he had to go with that. <laughs> said they would lay hands on people and, and when they did different things. He said, so I'm going to lay my hands on you. And so he go, went ahead and did that. And so he just starts, he lays his hands on him. He said, as soon as I did, he said, the power of God came on me and came all over him. <laughs> and the, the, the guy immediately started, started stumbling back and just was doused with the power of God. You know, and he wasn't like, you know, trained charismatic where he, you know, needed to fall and... and <laughs> I mean, God, <laughs> the power of God just, just shook him. And he never got around to the other side of that prayer. You know, where he prayed to see what his God would do. That never happened. Because <laughs> it was done. And that guy was done with that religion from that point forward. And so he, he, here's the thing. I, I'm really convinced that we need to bring bo- both of these, both sides of this. We need to be grounded in the Word well established in the word of God and when you have such a relationship with God where we're filled with the spirit and we bring power and we bring healing to people and we bring answers to prayer and and, and there's a living move of God coming through our lives what's the intent what's the end result listen it's God imploring people through us but we are his vessels we're the ones he's using he wants to move through us yeah so what's our job I recognize that and I keep myself ready. I get the tools. If I don't know answers to things, I need to find some answers. If I don't know what to say in these circumstances, I need to learn what to say. And I can tell you, I've, I've experienced that. Well, I remember, this is one of the things actually that stirred me up and got me on fire for God before I was in ministry. 
because I was a believer. I had a relationship with God, but I wasn't really on fire. I would still read my Bible every day, and I would pray every day, but I just lacked some things. And individuals would come to me. A friend of mine came to me asking about particular things that I had said. He was not a believer, and I was, and I said, this is the way it is, and this is good, and I saw this, and I would tell him things. He'd say, well, what about this then? And I'd say, well, that's a good question. <laughs> and I didn't know the answer. And I was sincere with him. I said, I, I don't know. But it did something in me. It's like, I should know that answer. Why don't I know that? I'm a Christian. I'm representing God. I'm telling people what's right and what's wrong. And I, again, I was just a teenager. I wasn't a minister, you know, in the sense of like now. But it stirred me to study. And I went looking for answers. And I started asking questions of people who were before me, who had gone before me. Tell me how this works. Tell me what's going on here. And it stirred something in me to ask questions. Other times when people, people came to me and they said, God did this and God said this and God made this person sick. And, and, God, and I would think, I don't know if that's right. But I didn't have answers. And so it stirred me to look. God wants you to be ready. Amen. Amen. I have an assignment for everybody. Go ask people questions that you know, even if you know the answers. People in your family, friends, people sitting next to you on the way out, ask them a question. See what their answer is. See if they're ready. And maybe they'll have a good answer. Maybe they won't, they won't, and they'll say, I should probably know that. I should probably have a better answer for that. See, the Lord wants us to be equipped. And prepared to represent him well. An individual came to me recently in our church. And they, they were asking on behalf of a friend. Uh, their friend was inquiring about a particular Bible subject. And they didn't have a real good answer for him. They didn't know what to say. They came asking me. And I said, well, here's what the scripture says. And, and he says this over here and this over here. And I, went, I walked through just for a few minutes. Walked through a little bit with him. And then I said... Because I thought, well, he's not going to remember all this. I, I thought, well, I'm going to direct him. And I said, go to our website. I have a teaching series on this subject. All right, and here's where it is. You, you can find this and get this. And he said, yeah, I can give, and I can give that to my friend. I can let him listen to that directly. And I said, no. I said, no, you listen to it. It would be better if you would get this in your heart and you would have the answer. After that, you can give it to your friend as well, you can, but you get the answer. So when he comes, you have the answer to the questions. Amen. This is necessary. It's helped me over the years, actually, because I'm in a position that, that most are not. I get a lot of questions over the years, a lot of Bible questions, a lot of life questions, a lot of prayer questions, all these things. And I like them. I like questions. But one of the things it does for me is if I don't know an answer... I don't like not knowing an answer, by the way. I want to know. I want to know the truth. For me, for others, I want to help people. So if I don't know something, I'm going to go after it and get it. But I think more people need to be asked questions. Yeah, you need to be challenged by someone who doesn't believe. Why? So you'll get a, so you'll get a good answer for them. Isn't that what the Scripture said here? Be ready with an answer. Be ready with a defense. If you don't know, don't beat yourself up. No big deal, but find out. 
and I want to move forward along, along these lines, and, and I want to I raise some questions that are sometimes raised and give answers. So I'm going to help, I'm going to help you in the, in the answer process. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for those you run into contact with. But we're living there today. Man, the world's getting worse. I know it gets getting better in the church. But the world's getting worse, and more and more people are going to come and see you and say, what's the deal? Why is it all working out for you? Sure, you get hit with different problems, but you seem to bounce back all the time. You seem to overcome. You, it eats our lunch every day. What's going on in your life? What are you going to say? And you can give a simple answer. I hear people say, I hear the word Jesus. And no doubt that's a good answer, but sometimes there needs to be a little more explanation there. And we ought to be able to do that. Amen? What are we to give an answer for? This scripture says, for the hope that lies in you. There is something inside of believers that says tomorrow is going to be better. And it lights up our expression. It causes us to live with an anticipation of better things to come. There is a hope inside of every believer and the world wonders what in the world is going on. Yeah. Well, what is hope? Hope would be defined this way, a confident and favorable expectation, all right? Confidence and favorable expectation. The way this works, Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 11 and verse 1 reads this way from the Amplified Bible. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, of things we hope for. When I hear the Word of God, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith gets in me, and I say, I believe God. I believe what He said to me in His Word. What does it produce? An expectation or a hope for things to change. An expectation for an answered prayer. An expectation for life to change, for circumstances to be rearranged. And we, we expect what? We expect it for God's provision. You know, I may be, I'm, even if I have a low time financially, but God's going to come through for me. What's up with you? Why are you still smiling? You lost your job. Well, I have an expectation that it'll be better. A hope. I have a hope in God that He's turning things around. He promised me in His Word so I know it's going to change. Everyone else is whining and complaining and fussing and fighting and pulling out their hair. And here we are. I don't mean we're not tempted to follow that path. There's, you have thoughts, but... Here we are. I believe God. And so I'm expecting I have a hope within me. That's supposed to be there, and it's supposed to be noticeable so the world goes, what's up with you? What's going on here? I have an expectation of health, of recovery. If you've been hit with a disease, I'm still smiling. Why? I believe God. I believe it's going to turn around. I have an expectation, a hope for answers to prayer for long life. And most importantly, as bad as it could ever get on this planet, it's about to get really good. I'm about to be in the very presence of Almighty God. It is heaven. It is glorious. It is forever. And that's right around the corner. I mean, if nothing else worked in this life, there's this hope that sets us apart. (laughs) It's about to get really, really good. Can you explain that to me? And that's what we need to be able to explain. What is up with you? Why do you how do you know that? How are you? Why are you sure of that? Why do you have this expectation? And we need to have a good answer for it. Yeah. 
Why? Because God is within us. Imploring people. Be a friend of God. Don't be opposed to Him and His ways. No, He wants you in the family. Amen. So, I want to help you get ready. I do. I want to help you best I can to have answers to be able to de- defend your continual expectation of a great future. When people ask, why are you the way you are? Why do you go to church? Why do you tithe? Why do you have a good attitude? You know, why, 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 why do you do that? How do you explain? You know, when people have questions, what about you? You say God is good and God is all powerful and look at the world. What's your answer? You had a good answer for that? I got a really good answer. Be happy to share it with you. But you need to have an answer for questions. Things come up because you're representing the Lord, and these things really are not that difficult. But why do you believe what you believe? Amen? Let me encourage you today. Don't forget, I already said it once, I want to say it again. Ask people some questions today. I'm a parent. I've done this for a long time with my kids. I ask them questions that I know the answers to. Maybe it's the teacher in me, but it's the dad in me that wants people, wants my kids to know things. And I I ask them to explain it to me. Tell me how this works. And if they get it right, good. If they get it partially right, then we'll just up their game. Say, well, here's, here's here's the reason. This is why. Now you have an answer for stuff. Huh? Ask people some questions today. Husbands, wives, friends. Ask people questions. Even if you know the answer. Test each other. It'll be good. Not trying to prove one up on someone. I know more than you. We're, 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 we're sharpening each other's swords. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. And we go out of here more uh, ready and prepared to be used of God to help people. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you've called us to do. Oh, you're a good God. You've shown yourself strong and mighty in our lives. We're thankful for that. You've revealed yourself to us time and time and time again. Help us to articulate both in word and power, in fire and water, the ways of of your kingdom. Help us to articulate and have answers for those who have questions. I pray, I pray, enlighten our minds, enlighten our understanding, and show us so we can be used mightily of you in the earth and fulfill this great call and ministry of reconciliation that the world would know who you are and what you've done for them and your great desire to be friends. Lord, thank you for working in us today, helping us and equipping us. In Jesus' precious name. And thank you for the Holy Spirit who moves across our services, saturates us, heals bodies, gives answers, gives peace where there's turmoil and conflict. Holy Spirit, you give us direction. Thank you for helping every individual to experience your best in their lives today. For this, we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' wonderful name.
Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you.